Hello everybody. Welcome to the We Like Films podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the We Like Films podcast. Um, I'm here with Josh, obviously, but we also have our first special guest today, Ben Likes Films. Say hi, Ben. Hi, um, Ben. Um, and we're just gonna, today we're gonna be interviewing Ben, you know, asking him film-related questions, and we're also gonna be sharing our film opinions, you know, whether they're good opinions or they're bad opinions, because they're all opinions. Um, so, um, let's just dive right in with the first question. Ben, what is your favorite film of all time, and if so, Uh, and what it is, explain why. Uh, my favorite film of all time currently is Yee Yee. Directed by Edward Yang. Because it's very heartfelt. It made me cry four times. And that's... I, I told you the last time I cried. Uh, at a movie. I think. Like yeah, when I was... You told was me home. you cried at home. Jeez. Home. Wait, I, I, I get that you were six. But... I was seven. They're actually, to be fair. But like... It's not a good movie to cry at. But it did make me cry four times. It, it's a very... Very sad movie. Granted, it's long, but long movies are the best movies, so that's really why it's my favorite. So it's also got beautiful cinematography, beautiful acting. Every it's it's a flawless movie. Yeah, you can just expect that from Edward Yang. You know, you you're you're always gonna expect like like still like the shots don't you know there's no like not a lot of tracking shots or but there's always the still shots and the like. Just the Edward Yang, he he uses the camera beautifully. Sadly, he passed away in two thousand, but it was he has some incredible films. Um, so Josh, uh, on to the next question. All right. So what you were just talking about of cinematography leads to this next question. Um, Ben, what is your what cinematography just you what cinema um like which movie really just you liked so much, you had to rewatch it so many times. Lahain, honestly. I I I bought Lahain on DVD. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I bought it on DVD a while ago because I didn't like buying Blu-rays, and I watched it, and it was one of the best movies I've ever watched. One of my favorite movies, and I I think I've rewatched it at least like sixteen times now, and it's just amazing. Really, the cinematography in the movie is amazing, and it's the first black and white film I watched. Yeah, that cinematography is probably the best cinematography I've ever seen in my life. I like, oh, like every shot in that movie is just insane and awesome at the same time. So, um, I guess um, I'll go off to the next question. Um, what is your favorite performance of all time? Oh, that's a hard question. Because <laughs> I, 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 sorry. <clears throat> sorry about that. I haven't thought about that much. Really. I, I mean, like, um... if If I had to think of one off the spot, it'd be Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Because, like, that was, it was just amazing, really. I can't really explain it. It it was just he went so deep into that role, it was insane. Yeah, have you or seen the Joker? The, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, um, have you seen the behind the scenes for uh, The Shining when Jack no. Nicholson was preparing for the uh, Here's Johnny scene? Who no, I know that I know that Shelley Duvall was like really sleep deprived in the scene when they walk up the stairs. Yeah, and she's she, swinging. Sadly, Stanley Kubrick he kind of abused her. It wasn't like physical abuse, but it was almost to the point of mental, mental abuse. The performance was amazing as well. Yeah. Oh my. That, Every performance in the movie was amazing. Yeah. Even um. Even Danny Lloyd. Yeah. Seriously, he's that that performance is really underrated. Underrated because uh, like he just like he's like, um, red rum and it's like that. Whew, that voice terrified me the first time I watched it. So if if. If a voice terrifies you, then that means it's a good performance. So, um, so then, uh, Josh, let's go into the next question with you. All right, Ben, what is your favorite original soundtrack? I don't know. If that get, I don't think about the stuff much. I do really like the soundtrack of Reservoir Dogs. If that's an original soundtrack. Yeah, um, I, f- I think, um, St- um, that's the same for, uh, Steve. Yeah, I it think is. he did a video on it. Yeah, yeah it, it is. I, that's probably my favorite soundtrack. It's got very good songs, to be honest. I, oh, yeah. I kept listening to that soundtrack for, like, three days in a row. I just don't really think about the best original soundtrack to the stuff. It doesn't pop up in my mind. Mm. Okay, um, so let's go on to the next question. Um, and so my question here is, what is your favorite TV show of all time? That's hard. That, uh, most likely Breaking Bad. It used to be Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is still on my top three. But I watched Breaking Bad over, like, the course of April. And, my God, is that show amazing. The acting... It's just, it's just unbelievable. Cinematography as well. It's so well done. I mean, I'm four seasons into Breaking Bad. So I haven't finished it, but um, it's so far what I've seen. I, I didn't really enjoy the first season all that. Well. I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but. I felt like it was kind of slow, but then it picked up after season two, season three, and I'm on season four right now. I mean, no, yeah, I'm on season four, and holy crap, it's getting crazy. And Aaron Paul and uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Help me out. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. His both of those performances like insane, like insane. Um, so yeah, so uh, Josh, it's your turn, right? Yeah, um, like, what is your favorite, um, cinematography in a film? I, I swear we just did this, it's lying. Oh, yeah, we, oh, we, we did do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, but we, we did do that. Um, Josh, do you want to, uh, uh, do you use a different question? Sucks. Yeah, um, what is your favorite director of all time? Currently, despite only seeing two of his films, it's Edward Yang. Because both of the films I watched are in my top... It used to be Stanley Kubrick, because that's kind of self-explanatory. But um, Steve actually introduced me to Edward Yang. And uh, I, would, I 
didn't really know what to watch first, so I was going to watch Taipei Story and then I got kind of bored. But I watched uh, A Brightest Midday first, which was a very bad decision for my mental health, but I still watched it. And it was it was a masterpiece of a film. It was it was just amazing. Despite being four hours long, it was one of the best movies I, I've seen in my entire life. I, so I then watched Yi Yi, which I've already explained. It's just a flawless film. So, so far, Edward Yang has got a perfect record. Uh, yeah, Edward, I mean, I have only seen of Edward Yang is Taipei Story, Mahjong, and Terrorizers. And all three of those movies, I mean, Terrorizers and Taipei Story are masterpieces. I love those films. Mahjong, not so much, because some of the points in the movie were, like, com- comedic, and I didn't really like that, the part, the comedic parts in the film. But, uh, Edward Yang, his, it's just, his films are just beautiful. Like, like... They're just, they just are. Um, so, um, which, okay, so it's my turn, right, to ask the question? Yeah. Got it. Um, what is an overrated actor? Like, the most overrated actor that you know. Tom Cruise. He, he's, he's good in some movies, to be fair. Sorry if I got louder there, I was about to call off, but I saw myself. He, he is good in some movies, but he's just, he, Everyone thinks he's a master because he does his own stunts and everything. Daniel Craig did that in James Bond, but he's not the world's best actor. But it pees me off how overrated he is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise either. I like. Yeah, I feel like he just like he's he's. I feel like he's weird. He's just weird in his movies. I I don't like him in like his only performance that I kind of enjoyed was eyes wide shut. Even then he was kind of annoying. So that's my that's my um overrated actor. Wait a minute, I just said <laughs> it's you're the one okay, I'm so stupid. Um I said I don't know what's wrong. I said that's I my know. overrated actor when it was yours. Okay, um okay. So it's it, Josh is done now. Yes, Josh. Yeah, uh, this next question is also kind of something to do. What is an overrated movie, in your opinion? Uh, Fight Club. It it used to be one of my favorites, and granted, it's actually a good movie. But the amount of praise it is given is is way too much compared to all the other movies out there. Like, I was discussing with Steve before about Prisoners, which isn't a bad film, but people say it's the best film ever made. And people say that about Fight Club, and it's just it's just incorrect. And it annoys me so much. I can see, but, like, I, um... In our last episode, we were just talking about that, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see Fight Club again. And I kind of liked it a little bit more on the um, rewatch. And I don't know. It's like, I liked it less on rewatch. I liked it less on rewatch. The first time I watched it, it was granted the best movie I've ever watched. Sorry for background noise. Uh, There's an ice cream van coming down my street right now. So perfect timing. Ice cream Um, truck. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's my overrated movie. 
Sorry, my mic wasn't on. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was on. Well, it was, um, I muted myself on the, um, OBS, so there's no background noise when, um, other, when you guys are talking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, this is, we'll just make this the last question and we'll carry on to the second, uh, part of the podcast. Um, I'm thinking, uh, oh, what is the, what is the best animated film you've ever seen? That's hard. That is very hard. Uh, I think it's Mr. Fantastic Fox, being perfectly honest. Because that movie is amazing. Yeah, Wes Anderson just gave that movie just, like, a whole lot. I mean, if that wasn't directed by Wes Anderson, I don't know if if it would have been good. I feel like it would have just been, like, another one of those animated movies made for money. But Wes Anderson gave it, like, the Wes Anderson spin. And, and it was all yeah. from the Quaymation. That's, that's insane. That, oh, yeah. Because that thing... Like, did you see what they did to Grand Budapest, where they just went searching around? I, it was one of the Scandinavian countries, I can't remember which one. They went searching... Sorry. <laughs> they went searching around there, and they, um... They, they found an old shopping mall, uh, mall, and they turned it into the set of the Grand Budapest. They did? I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I saw, like, a video behind the scenes. And, like, they're, like, trying to find, like, the perfect place. And they found it, and they just turned it into, like, the hotel. Yeah, did you hear that they... Then, if you, if you, yeah. If you look at that hotel and just imagine it empty, like, with nothing in. Yeah, that would be that's weird. That's before. That's when it was before. So, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. Um, so, that's, uh, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Got it. Okay, yeah. so um, I guess that will be the last question of the interview. And so, actually, I do want to talk about uh, something on the podcast, and that's up-and-coming films. We haven't really talked about up-and-coming films yet on the podcast, and there, and since we were just talking about Wes Anderson, Ooh, I'm I, really I'm hyped up. To, I'm looking forward to that. The French Dispatch. Yep, that movie oh. is, it's, it's going to be amazing. It looks so good. It looks- I, I only recently watched the trailer. Sorry for interrupting you. It's I only fine. recently watched the trailer. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's it's it looks like a Wes Anderson film if there was any. Like if if there was a film that describes Wes Anderson that like Bill Murray and Owen Wilson are in, in the trailer. <laughs> all of the all of this like his troop, I, I call it like his troop, like are in the movie. Like whether did you hear about did you hear about how they became like such close friends on the set of Rushmore? Uh, Bill Murray gave him a check for sixteen thousand pounds, I believe it was, at the time, and told him you can cash it, spend any of the money you need. He didn't cash it. He he took it home with him and kept it, and it's he keeps it on his wall in a frame. <laughs> I actually didn't know about that. Um, Josh, what do you think about the um? Uh, French Dispatch. Josh? Yeah, sorry. I It looks really good. It looks like it's gonna be another masterpiece of his. And, like, I'm not saying that every movie of his is great, but 
it looks like it's going to be just amazing. And like you were just saying, like his um like his troop, like his cast are coming back and like filming it and I I was it was kind of upsetting when it got delayed, but at least it's um I'm really hyped for it and the trailer looked really great. The colors again Colors in Wes Anderson films are like a character themselves. Yeah, and it just looks really great. Yeah, it's it's it looks. I'm I'm pretty. I don't know what like after um the Grand Budapest, Ed- Edward Yang kind of like developed this style of like color scheme in his films. Granted, he had that before. Like Fantastic Mr. Fox was big orange, and um, but. Grand Budapest was like pink and very vibrant, more than his other it, films. And then, but, like Isle of Dogs, just was incredible with the f- color scheme. And I, this looks like incredible color scheme with it too. Um, yeah, every every color in Grand Budapest. That that's why it's it's my second favorite young movie. Every color in the Grand Budapest just bursts out unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, it's it's amazing. Yeah, um, you know, crazy, uh, what's, um, a thing of with Wes Anderson, did you guys like the Isle of Dogs? Because I really liked the Isle of Dogs, but I've I heard that, what, what? I did. It was, it was a, quite a good film. Yeah, I've heard some people did not like the Isle of Dogs. I don't know, I think, I mean, if I'm really thinking about it, I'm, I'm, like, I feel like it's kind of better than Fantastic Mr. Fox. I mean, I'm... I'm like th- thinking about it here, and it's. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, say it's, it's underrated. It's un- super underrated. Yeah. Um, it's on my top five, Wes Anderson. But like, I just feel like it does tell like a more unique story. But I, I feel f- like Fantastic Mr. Fox is way better. I feel like Isle of Dogs. It went like. It went more mature, like in, like, Wes Anderson's live-action films than, like, his, uh, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Granted, Fantastic Mr. Fox was also already mature. It was a mature film. But Cuss. this one was just, like... Oh, yeah, cuss. Uh, uh, this one was, like, really mature for an animated film from Wes Anderson, and I feel like it just used the color scheme, like we said, and the voice acting was incredible, and... I love the set design for the uh, stop motion. Like, the, the, a lot of work was put into that movie. Um, and I also love how I, I they... Like the um, you, can, you can send you. Um, you can I also you. love how the um, it's, it uses the setting of Japan in such a great way by using, like, all the subtitles with, like, the lettering and the walls and stuff and the... Um, election and like the translators i love how in the movie like you like when they're speaking japanese and they don't put subtitles there's like a translator in the movie saying it for like the like in like that universe and it's i love how they do that it's very quiet sorry sorry um i i do agree with you though it was a very it was a very good movie it's not where it's not better than Fantastic Mr. Fox though. Yeah, I mean, it's I might have to re- rewatch them both to like actually make that opinion because I last time I watched uh, Isle of Dogs was like two three months ago and yeah. then 
last time I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox was like two weeks ago. And so, but, and I was like, the second watch, I, it was like, it was good, but I felt like Isle of Dogs was better, but I might have to rewatch Isle of Dogs and then back to watch him back to back to get the uh, final answer for that. Um, I I have a question. Yeah. I've what uh what <laughs> sorry what's your top three uh up and coming superhero films like that you're most excited to watch? I mean, Eternals looked really good because it's also directed by Chloe Zhao and we talked about that on last week's podcast and looks incredible um I know you like Chloe Zhao because of Nomadland I mean I've I've, I've, watched it. I've seen clips like, from her other works because I can't find them anywhere but they look also like that Chloe Zhao look you know like yeah. the, the landscape with uh bright like orange color almost and like the sun in the background and it's like mainly tracking shots, and it's really gorgeous. Yeah, I haven't watched Nomadland yet. Being completely honest, really, it came on. Disney, yeah, it came on Disney Plus in the UK a couple of days ago. But I, I was just, well, I've just been watching the TV show Community recently. I think you should watch Nomadland. It's, 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 it does. I, in my opinion, it deserved Best Picture. Um, it, it's I, really I know, good. I know a lot of people who would disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of me that because like you know, it's a great movie, like amazing, but I don't think it deserved it. That I think Minari should have won. Exactly. No Man yeah. Lang was no Lang was my second contender, even though I hadn't watched it. I was like, Oh a lot of people like this movie, maybe. But I watched Minari and it's it's amazing. So I really expected it to win. But my th- my wait, you didn't get done with your top three. Sorry. It's fine. Um, my and I would say Black Panther, the next Black Panther. I'm really hyped for. I don't know how they're. We talked about this last week in the podcast. Um, I really don't know how they're gonna do it, but I I'm really hyped for the next Black Panther because I love the first Black Panther. And then um, I'm. I don't know. I mean. I haven't the really, Batman looks pretty cool. The Batman, yeah, that's probably the third. I mean, I don't. Robert Pattinson is a great actor, and I, in my opinion, his career was really brought down by uh, Twilight. Like every, like when you think of uh, Robert Pattinson, you don't think of him in Good Time, or you don't think of him in um, what's it called, The Lighthouse. You think of him in Twilight, and Twilight movies. You know, we can all agree that they they're not, they're not good, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. not good. Um, and he just—I really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's sad that his career was just defined by that performance when he has so many other great performances. And I feel like this upcoming Batman would just kind of change that, and people will know him as the Batman. You know? Yeah. Like, I- um, you know how like Heath Ledger played the Joker. Like now everyone just when you. Like I, I would like go to up to the stranger and like I'd be like, hey, you know the Joker? And, no, hey, do you know um Heath Ledger? And then they'd be like, oh yeah, the the Joker. So maybe that will happen to Robert Pattinson. Honestly, I I think this is a hot take, kind of. I think he might he might be a better Batman than Christian Bale, by chance. Okay, I mean he he has the potential. He has the potential because like uh, he's coming off some great performances and 
some recent movies. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, don't underestimate him, because people underestimated Heath Ledger to be the Joker. Oh, yeah. But then, look, when, when he yeah. was announced. He actually got I, death threats he... for that, because he was in a night's tale. They were like, people, because of uh, Jack Nicholson's performance, they, most people had only seen uh, a night's tale from him, and that's a... Uh, a musical, I think. Yeah. I, it. I mean, there's um, ten things I hate about you. It was he didn't broke back a mountain. Yeah, he was in broke back mountain before yeah. uh, the Dark Knight. Broke back mountain was in like two thousand and five. Five. Two thousand five. And then yeah. um, I think the Dark Knight was in two thousand seven, eleven, eight. Okay. Yeah. Eight. So yeah. I th- broke back mountain. Then ten things I hate about you was his big break, right? And then Brokeback Mountain was his, like, he became a star. And so, I don't know, were people really, like, did not like him as the Joker, or? People, uh, like, a lot of people started sending him, well, some people started sending him death threats. Because they didn't want him to, but at the time, at the time he would have been locked up, like, without a phone, wouldn't he? Trying to get into the role the Joker, so he wouldn't have really got them. Yeah. But, uh, he did his family go receive death threats, and he got sent death threats on the phone. Sorry, give me a sec. Yeah, it's, it, that's sad. It's, it's pretty sad that he received death threats, and what happened to him is just, it's Heath Ledger, he was such a great actor, and he was so young. So well, young, so very, young. I mean, very. He, he was, was young. quite young. Yeah. And he, he was gone too soon. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, and actually, you know what? I have a question for you. And I know, I probably already know the answer. And I already know my answer. But who do you think played the Joker better? Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> okay. Um, and Josh, what about you? Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? Um, obviously he's Ledger, but you know, I expected Joaquin's Phoenix um Phoenix um performance to be. I when I like watched the trailer, I thought it was gonna. I I didn't think I would like it because I had already loved Heath Ledger, but you know, I gave him a chance, and he did really good. But you know, I Heath Ledger, you know, he did way better. His voice again, I I think he like. He had oh. inspiration from Alex D. Large. Did you did you hear about uh like why he ha- he kept licking his lips because he oh yeah he, his makeup he used, yeah he used to wear prosthetic lips and they fell off. It took about thirty minutes to put it back on, so he just just licked them so they stuck back on, and then it became a mascot a massive part of his character. That was creepy I when I watched it. it. He would he would just lick his lips and I'd be like, whoa, that's a. It's a little creepy. It, it was a little weird, but you know, it, I mean, it sucked his character. So. Yeah, the Joker is like a creepy guy if you really think about it. Like he is very creepy. Like can you imagine? If you, he's even creepier if you look in the comic comics. Once the Joker in a comic, he ate the in- entire population of China. Uh, what? What comic was yeah. that? I, I don't the know. Joker's way more darker know. in the comics. I don't know what comic it was. Yeah. I don't really read them, but I saw it. I know that there's uh in one of the comics, he's it, actually a popular character. It was like 
the Batman fused with the Joker, and then he kind of took over the, the world. Joker, the Joker, the bat, the Batman who laughs. Or the, the Batman, Batman who, laughs. who laughs. That's it. That is terrifying. I saw a picture of that, and I, if I see that in my house, I will legit jump out of my window and fly to the don't, to North Pole. Don't Bowl. believe you'll get time to jump if you see if you see. Oh that. yeah, he would probably end me. You just stay still. You'd be in shock. You'd yeah. Be like, Whoa. Yeah, pretty much. I w I would be like. Uh, and then he would just, I, I would be gone, bye. Uh, so, uh, what were we, uh, the Marvel films, uh, um, that, well, any superhero films, you did yours, it was yeah. Eternals, the new Black Panther, yeah. and, okay, mine are the Batman, because, that what well, I've just, dis I just discussed it, basically. I want I I want to give Robert Pattinson a chance because honestly it might have something to do with the mental health of Batman, which we've seen like little bits of in my opinion, but not big chunks of what actually like the depression he's gonna have because of what he goes through on a on like a near near day to day basis. They were shooting the Batman in Chicago where I live in like a street and I got to like see like the vans. You saw parked. it? You saw it? Yeah, that? they're shooting a scene of the Batman that is really in cool. Chicago. That's lucky. Wait, you know the show Peaky Binders? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, also a really some good that, show. Some of that would be, it's uh, season seven of that is being shot in Liverpool, which is in the UK. I d I'm not really near it. But some girl saw it and put it on TikTok. And the camera went her way, but it's a, like a full-on scene, and they're not reshooting. So, in the scene, there's gonna be there's gonna be like a little girl holding a phone in the window, which would be quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's it? You wanna hear something like something like that? My dad was he was on on his way home from work. He was, and he was walking to his car, and it was when they were filming the Batman, uh, Bat the Dark Knight Rises. And he was actually walked on to where the, they were filming, and they had to reshoot because of him. Because he wasn't an extra. What? Should have just kept him in. They should, it would have been very funny to see my, my dad in a film, but um, they had to reshoot that scene because of him. Because he what just walked was it? down. It, um, yeah, the Dark Knight also was shot in Chicago, so I got to see some of that as well. I don't this think is any Dark Knight Rises over here. I don't think anything gets shot in Manchester. Honestly, the like the the only thing that got, gets shot in Manchester is like pa these pantomimes, but that's not even a movie. That's literally just a a theatre performance. So, like a play. It's it's very unfortunate if you want to be if you want to like go to film school, you have to go somewhere completely away from it. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you think that'll be it? We're, uh, 30 minutes into the podcast, so I think, um, I think we'll end it here. Uh, I hope we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, thank you, Ben, for coming on the show. Um, and, Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye.